You know, so I really think you have to be clear on what it is you're going to provide. I'm probably not going to be have one thing if I have like a handful of things. So um, I think one thing is like just being very clear on what it is you're going to do and provide and make sure that you are competent or you have someone that's competent to, to really achieve results. Right. I think the other thing is you're really going to have to commit you're going to have to say if you're if you're doing it on the side like at some point you're going to say am am i going to take this risk you're going to have to do it and it's not going to be easy and it's and you're going to you're going to doubt yourself you're going to do it and you're going to maybe regret it at some point and you're going to have some problems it's going to happen so here's a big question as a digital marketer how can we accelerate our business with extreme momentum without all the turbulence and time suck and how do we do it in a way that changes the lives of everyone around us? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Chad Kaderi, CEO of Dashclicks, and welcome to Marketer's Mindset. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Marketer's Mindset podcast. If you haven't already guessed, it's me again, Daniel, your host. And I have Brad Ball from Liquis, not Liquis, not Liquis but Liquis Digital coming out from Glendale, Arizona. Brad, thanks for joining. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm super stoked you're here. We are like fellow TikTokers. And yeah. I see your content all the time. And I was like, podcast. And I can't believe you said yes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm glad you reached out. And I know I see I've met so many people on TikTok that I feel like I know. And I don't really know them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're like, what are you doing today? I'm going to do a podcast with Daniel. And you're like, who's that? Like, who is this Daniel guy? TikTok. And then you get <laughs> on a call with me and you're like, I have no idea who you are. I'm like, <laughs> right. Exactly. How fun. I know. So let's get started. Um, first question I have for you. What is it do you actually do and how do you generate revenue? Yes. So we basically, we help businesses grow through uh, creating online visibility and credibility online. So our core services are web design and digital marketing. So typically that's pretty much how we make our money. We've been doing it for 14 years and we've, we have uh, marketing services that are retainer clients. And then we have our projects, web design projects, we do hosting, all that fun stuff. So yeah. Wow. For, I was, I was going to ask, for, when did you start it? So 14 oh, years. Yeah, 14 years. Actually, how did yeah. you get into it? So we started in 08, right? So right in the whatever, the recession of 08. Um, so we had nowhere to go but up. Um, it's a family business. So we are, it's all family. We do have other people that work for us that are not family, but the core is all family. It started with family. Oh, um, yeah. So I was actually in um the healthcare industry as an application analyst. And I've always had the dream of owning my own business. And I was kind of in this like crossroads of where I was either going to take this promotion and go in like to this career. And that was what I was going to do. Or I was going to jump ship because if I took the promotion and went that way, I was not going to end up jumping ship and starting my own business. So back in 08, um, this is going to get a little, a little crazy. My stepdaughter, who is older, was in a marketing agency who she wanted out and wanted to start her own thing. So together we came together and created Liquis Digital. And so I jumped ship from my job and um, it's been a roller coaster ever since. 
<laughs> that is so funny. So yeah. Well, two things. First thing is yes. I came from healthcare too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And. I did not enjoy it. I don't know if you did or not, but um, I, I came from healthcare and the company, we won't speak their name because I don't want to get right. sued. <laughs> yeah. The healthcare company, perhaps, uh, the little bird says, perhaps they might be in Southern California. I don't right. know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, apparently, again, speculation, allegedly they spent $4 million over budget Oof. for a Disneyland all hands meeting. Oh, wow. Which was like barking yeah. your mouth basically yeah uh and then laid off for a year and a half uh yeah and uh, it, so it's so funny over budget here like yeah i just can't imagine being still back there because the funny thing is that I probably still wouldn't have that job right i probably would have had it maybe five years before i got like laid off or the company transitioned yeah. or something i would always be worried about the my job because i feel like the people that didn't get out we're always just like, I don't know what's going to happen next year. They're moving our department over here. or This company is going to take us over. Like, you're always worried about your job. And that was like my growing up. That was my dad. Like, he was always worried about getting laid off. I grew up with that. And I, it was like, I am not going to I'm not going to live that. Like, I'm going to at least have my my future in my own hands. Right. And that's why I've always wanted to start my own business, I think. Yeah, you, you're either perform or fail kind of thing. Yeah, it's on me, you know. Yeah, and it's so interesting that you came from healthcare because I did too, and I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I kind of yeah, fell yeah. into it a little more. Um, when I was doing the agency, I sort of fell into that, but interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Do, you, do you go after like a specific audience or are you pretty much general? We are pretty much general. However, we are, after 14 years, deciding to niche down into a... Kind of <laughs> right? So it's really hard to... I feel like for us, maybe just for me, but... I've always had a hard time niching down um, and then doing it after 14 years. So we're, we're really trying to niche down into the dental industry, but you know, it's hard because now we, you know, like we, yeah, we have clients that are in the dental industry, but you know, we have so many other like avenues that come to us that, you know, do we turn them away? You know, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I would say if you're, if you're looking to niche down, do it early, earlier, the better. I think it gets harder as time goes. Why are you niching down? scalability right so one of the issues that we face or have faced is trying to scale what we do when it's so different from one client to the next you know so when we have you know this e-commerce brand over here that has a completely different set of needs versus this you know this dentist you know has another completely set and he's like we're doing so many different things for different people that it gets challenging so that's definitely why i think niching down makes a huge difference you get to speak to one audience and you know what you do is scalable then yeah because you just repeat you just basically know yeah. what needs yeah i i could i can i can see what you mean because if you have to assess every single person's need on in mm -hmm. different industries or businesses your sales process is probably extended by weeks Oh so yeah, just yep. talking to them and figuring things out and that sort of thing. So as you are niching down with plans to hopefully scale sooner, yeah. how big is your team? And do you have plans to yeah. add more team members? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, I would say about, I should probably know this number off the top of my head, but I would say we have about like uh, six people, right? And so we have, you know, probably like a core, like four or five, 
And then we have people that we work with, like we'll contract with certain individuals for certain things. Um, but that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty lean though. Oh yeah. Really lean, really lean. We've always been really lean. We've always grown organically. We've never carried any debt. We've always, we've never had any investors or done anything like big moves. We've always just kind of grown like naturally and yeah. organically. And okay. again, that's probably different than a lot of other people. Right. But yeah. Well, I, I don't know how many agencies get funded. I yeah, I guess that's that. true, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I yeah. usually feel like the ones at least I've talked to usually is like, I started this out of my garage yeah. and now, yeah. I'm, now I'm just like doing this stuff, you know? You're right. Really yep. Um, yeah. How many clients do you have? Oh, geez. I mean, over the years, like the funny thing is, is like we, with our web design, we have this kind of post project support. So once we do a project, we're there for them for anything, kind of our billable hours, right? So we still work with like our very first client will contact us and like, hey, I want to do this to the website. And no way. so it's hard to say like hundreds, we have hundreds of those hundreds, um, like active clients, you know, probably around the 20 range where we're, you know, actually like doing stuff on a weekly basis for them or in the middle of a project. So sure. Yeah, that, that's amazing that you yeah. What was your approach when you first started? Did, did you focus more on scaling or did you focus more on like finding um, your rhythm so you could offer like a client a service and do it really well? Like, did yeah. you scale quick or did you like, take your We time did not scale it? quick. No, slow scale. We really focused on being the best at what we do and really also building that client relationship along the way, you know? So I feel like too, like as, as you scale, one of the challenges is like still continuing to have that, that customer relationship. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I spoke, I, I spoke to someone this week who sort of took the time all last year to figure out what it takes to scale. And he kind of completed it when I was speaking to him. And one of the things that he mentioned was, so people will add expectations on the service which is like necessary because right. that's a make it or break it type of thing. But he also adds, this was unique because I haven't really heard of this. He added expectations on his communication. So he said, and he said he was like, yeah. it was like sleep training a child basically. Like um, I'm only available this t these days at this time. So okay. it's the only time you can contact us or we're in con yes. available to have meetings scheduled. And so he eliminated the reaction of like, Cause we all know, like, yeah, I have a problem and it's like, ah, oh, you know, um, he did yeah. that. And then he just, it made, made it taken a week or two for the clients to text outside of the hours or something. And he has to go, no, it's not Tuesday. I'll handle it. And then eventually right. he like turned it into that. And, and he only has one or two people, I think. Right. Um, really yeah. lean team as well. But he said that was helping him. That's great. So yeah. Hours weren't all just, you know random right yeah really interesting and that is yeah and when you were bringing up niching down to scale that's something interesting too because you usually think people just want well, need more clients to scale um but you right. have more thoughtful mm -hmm. strategies like well maybe we just need to increase our profit margins right absolutely yeah so that's interesting that you're niching down to scale to get up. bigger Makes right. sense. Makes sense. So yeah. do, you, 
yeah. what's your pricing model look like? You kind of hinted at that a little bit. Like you kind of do a project base or you have like uh, monthly retainers where people yeah. service you. But what I'm intrigued about is you do a project and then people tend to come back. So what does your pricing model sort of look like for that? Yeah. So, I mean, basically our projects like really kind of go into like just web design, right? If we're going to create a website. So, um, you know, we do the 50% up front, 50% at the end, you know, with the signed contract. And then afterwards, our pricing is just like if they want to host with us and there's that monthly fee, if they want to have, you know, services, you know, more services as far as, I guess, updates to the website or us to do stuff, then we just basically we just track our time and just bill at the end of the month and we just let them know you know and, and it's funny because you would think that people would be like well i don't know how much is that going to cost they don't even they're like yeah just do it you know once we do a couple of billable hours they come to us and we're like okay yeah it's going to be you know two hundred dollars then they're like okay and then we'll do it and then they'll come back the next time and not even ask like hey we need to update our the pricing on our website okay you know we do it and oh, bill them at the end of the month do you feel like do you feel like it's easier for people to do that way of chart you charge hour and then you just build the end of the month versus like yeah. trying to keep them on with retainers because i know that's so funny. okay we tried that right and and it can work i think it can really work but the retainer model for us became into this hourly thing right so every month we would say okay you get two hours a month of updates or things that you need and you know maybe we're discounting our hourly rate or whatever it is right is our membership we called it our our i forget what we called it but it was a membership and then the problem was is okay we didn't use our hours this month so we're going to roll them into the next month even though we had stated now we're you know your hours fall off they would still want to like roll hours in or they would they would judge like i'm not really using the hours so why am i paying it or this month i only used an hour or how many hours do i have left and we can't got into this place where just like time tracking like these hours and it was not as valuable to them and such a pain in the butt on our end. So we're just like, this isn't really working. It was becoming more of like an hour game. So yeah. Yeah. Just so how did you, when how you did need you us, use that? us. Right. How did, you, how did you combat that though? Cause you're still doing the hours now and, and it's just more of like for the service that you are offering hours on just makes more sense. Yeah. It just makes more sense. So like for them too, let's say, they were paying us and they weren't using us, then, I mean, you can't, you feel guilty. Like just, I'm just taking your money. You're not even using it, you know? And then, you know, so it's like, why not just use us when you need us when it comes to that? Because it just became too much to track and monitor like the value. We, they, they come to us anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still doing, so I don't know for us and we were like, let's focus our efforts in other places when it comes to like retainers. And, and so we do actually have a, because we build our sites on WordPress, we do have like a WordPress maintenance plan. So if they don't host with us, then we can offer this maintenance plan where we go in and update their plugins and their software and, and do that and back, make sure it's backed up and sure. secure. And you if guys, there, we have like, have a, like a similar, you guys kind of have like a value ladder. You typically have like a yeah. simple service people come to you to, and then yeah. you kind of have more packages to bring them up to. Yeah, it typically flows from like a website to hosting and maintenance in between. And then, you know, just kind of supporting them with their website needs. And then it moves into phase two, which is usually marketing. So 
most of the time people will come to us and they're like, we want to do marketing. But then we look at their website and we're like, well, okay, we can drive a bunch of traffic to your crappy website and it's not going to work. So let's start with your website, you know, so it usually starts with the website, you know, and then it goes into the marketing, but. Yeah. And that seems pretty natural. It sort of seems like the natural progression because usually when they're like, well, we want to run an aggressive campaign, you look at the site and you're like, you know, this This isn't going to work so well. I don't think so. What's the number one thing in your business that like moves your revenue needle the most? Not necessarily a service, but like the one thing that you could pick. Oh gosh. Um, clarity, I would say, right? Like, I think for me, like I'm the leader of the company. And for me, like I, I always suffer with uh, chasing that shiny object. And so being clear on what our mission is and lately we have done a really good job of this and getting everybody on the same page and driven toward the same goal and i think that is where we start to really move the needle because now we're looking at okay what is our one thing what are we trying to do what is our goal and then what are the actions that we need to take to achieve that so i would say that's probably what moves the needle the most and it really probably starts with me and being focused and staying focused on that that makes sense well, well brad like to me it's like because i've seen your videos on tiktok and stuff and you're well you're like a super likable character you got like your good personality you're not like intimidating right. well thanks there's some yes. people that like <laughs> they just feel like you're, they're yelling at you <laughs> right <laughs> you know yeah like, you gotta build your website yeah market it you know uh so you have this like really approachable personality and i feel like a lot sometimes agencies um miss the point which is Mm -hmm. you sort of are not a a sales person you're like diagnosing right yeah and you're not trying to confuse people you're trying to just because this is can be complicated right yeah i feel like you probably approach it in a sense of uh you diagnose Mm -hmm. You prescribe, you kind of clearly show them yeah. what is needs to be done, how it's going to get done, and what it looks like working with you. Right. You kind of ease them into this relationship. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So it kind of touches on like what our core value is. And since the day we opened, it was it was really just kind of happened. We didn't sit down and say, like, okay, what are our core values? Um, it just kind of turned Develops. out to be what we were, and it's to always be helping. So we, our whole thing, our whole philosophy is to, to help. So I love nothing better to, than to get on a sales call with someone, find out we're not the right fit, but to still be on that call and to help them, like tell them, okay, you're not ready for us, but here's what you should do. And here's the exact steps I would take, you know, and actually be helping somebody because that's when, you, when you're helping somebody, you're creating, you know, a customer for life. So when they are ready, they're gonna come back to you. So it's helping our clients achieve their goals whether there are clients or not, and then also helping the team grow each other and you know our strengths and weaknesses and then helping in the community. So that's kind of like our philosophy or our, our core values is to always be helping. And I think that's really what comes through in like the TikToks and it's really just being that transparent person that look, I'm authentic and I we're, we may not be the right fit for you. Um, we You might need someone that's way more experienced or has the bigger budget, or you might need someone that has the, you know less experience and less budget. Like we may not be the right fit and I'm cool with that, but I wanna make sure that you you got it covered and you know we're, we're gonna help you as much as we can. I know that translates well with people especially yeah. when you tell them you can't help them like 
But if you recommend something, that's still value. Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Or at least they leave the call thinking, well, at least I have an idea now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic that you you do that. And I, I do think some sometimes this I think this could be very prevalent is people think they're a salesperson. They're just they're just yeah. good at sales. Yeah. Not good at like putting right. the right system yeah. or strategy in place per se. I think when you stop looking at sales as like you're trying to sell someone and just look at sales as like you're just trying to help someone. You know, you're just yeah, trying to they have a like they have a problem. Actually, you're just trying to help them. That's yeah, and it. naturally get to the conclusion. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like knowing sales is good because it helps you know how to right. have a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, but so you're guiding right. it, you're controlling, you're doing the whole like Jordan Belfort yeah. thing. Sure. Great. But you are really using that as a tool to make sure you get the right information. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, cool. totally. So what are like some marketing strategies you guys use to at least start a conversation? I know you're on TikTok and I'm sure. I'm yeah. Working out for I you. mean, so we have, I mean, we kind of have our funnel, right? Like, and it's probably very similar to everyone else's, but um, we have like our platforms where we're like the cold audience, you know, just kind of get, getting eyeballs. Um, that's, you know, a TikTok, that's Instagram reels. Uh, that's, you know, the podcast that's just out there on social. Um, and then we have, you know, the old lead magnet to, you know, come into our email sequence and nurture them with the emails. You know, um, we have that in place. So that's another one. Um, you know, it's funny. We don't actually run right now. We're not actually running any ads for ourselves, you know, which is kind of funny. Uh, all, usually, your, all your leads are just organic. All organic and mostly referrals, right? So Ooh. and I think that's probably the case with almost every business. You know, even the, our customers that come to us, they're like, oh, I get all my leads from referrals. Which, I mean, it's just, those are the best leads anyway. So the other approach to the referrals is referral partners. You know, I think that's a big missed opportunity for people is having partners that you're not viewing them as competition. You know, I get more business from other agencies than I probably do anything else, you know, just because of crossover overflow. You're making like, you're making partners with agencies that don't do web development. Yeah, even ones that do, because there's some there's some development places that there if you don't have, you know, 10,000 plus or 20,000 plus, we're not going to talk to you. Or there's places where, you know, they we only do, you know, this type of website or the we only work with e-commerce or, you know, there's all that all kinds of you know agencies out there that only work with certain people. So, you know, we might or there's also web development companies that only do websites and they don't do marketing and really marketing for us is that reoccurring revenue that keeps the door open right so if we just depended on projects we're we're a roller coaster we're like oh when's the next project coming in you know when that that must be like the lead you get must be so qualified yeah right so it's really you're not really having to sell you're just really you're just helping and directing you know you're just seeing if if they're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for them that's really right. cool. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded right to me. It, yeah. Really so yeah, really and cool. that's referral partners. Found, see what I found with uh, when I was because I used to have my own agency. I sort of I have a few clients just like right. hanging out, you know. Yeah. But I've sort of moved on to other things. But when I was doing that, I found value in that too. It's sort of hard to get the partnership for them to like initiate. Right. Yeah. But when you do, it worked well. You yeah. know, I found success in success in you might. 
maybe you thought about this or not. Um, capital companies. Okay. So like I made partners yeah, with, that is uh, good, yeah. you know, like working capital companies for yeah. business owners. Yeah. They would get funded and then they'd be like, yeah. marketing? Yeah. <laughs> Hit up Daniel. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's a great, yeah, that is definitely good. Actually, niching down into dental, we're actually looking at referral partners in like the financial area that, that go and help dentists like grow their agency or grow their practice. And obviously they're going to be like, all right, well now you need to do some marketing. So um, we would be like the next step for them. So, yeah, that's so cool. So yeah. how do you keep track of all your leads? Like, do you use a CRM? Cause now you have like your funnel yeah. and your email and stuff. What's your primary yeah. like, organization tool? Oh God. Right. So this is the whole shiny object thing. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. there's a couple that I've, um, I really have kind of incorporated together. So um, we use Asana for everything pretty much. And I will take, I have the leads will automatically, I have them come right into Asana, into a project. So I can like keep track of them. And then also it keeps a good, it, it's easy for the whole team to be able to see the leads and where they're at. I can tag them. I can do all this cool stuff. But yeah. then I also use HubSpot CRM. Um, yeah, because of the tools, right? Like it has like the ability to email right from it, like the tracking, you can see who's opened your email, who hasn't, there is, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's free. I, I, people get mad when I say it's free because I, I posted it, it's like, it's free. And they're like, yeah, it's not free. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I've been using it for years and I haven't paid a time. So <laughs> like, for me, it's free. I don't know. Maybe there's some features that I'm not using that I should be, be like, oh, I've... could you please explain that to me? <laughs> Right. So anyway, that HubSpot CRM for the most part is free. Um, and then all we use for our marketing automation, we use autopilot, which autopilot. isn't as known as out there as some of the other ones. And I've not heard of it. Yeah. They recently changed their name and I can't remember what they changed it to like or, or Toro or something like that. Mm. It's pretty legit. Like it's easy to use very similar to, active campaign and and yeah. keep and all the other guys right like they're all pretty much in line but i like the way that they integrate into a website like you can easily track a form yeah. without having to use like the crm's form capture or something like that wow so it's pretty legit and their builder to create journeys is so visual and click and drag it's pretty Autopilot. awesome Autopilot. Yep. I think I heard of them. I think yeah. I saw them. I think I go, oh yeah, I, I like grazed my eyes across the site. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. It's or Toro now or something like that. I can't think of it. It's funny. You brought up Keep and <laughs> I've never used Keep actually. So, I just know of him. I yeah. only, I've only used it once years and years ago when it was Infusionsoft, but I have to no. tell you, <laughs> I know it's like amazing. I know, yeah, it's, sure. I know it's like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, fine. But I, a lot of people I've met using Keep, they're like the nerds of the nerds of marketing. Like, right. Like, yeah, you're deep into I'm it. Keep certified. I uh, yeah. Stuff you got to use Keep. It's just sort of the trend I've been noticing. They're just really deep. And I, yeah, I feel like if you're going to go down that road, like you're almost just going to be an agency. That's going to be your agency model. If that's your, I think there's, and I can't remember what the businesses are, but the, I know there are agencies that are like we're we're infusion soft automation agencies like yes. you're using it you're using infusionsoft and we know that it's so hard for you to use as a business owner that you're gonna have to hire an agency to come in and actually set it up and do it for you if, <laughs> so. if you're developing software like it's some sort of SaaS thing and, yeah. and you're like 
think it's too complicated, but we just built it. <laughs> just think of keep and just know that you basically need like a college degree to understand how to work that. Right. You know? Oddly enough, I have not actually been in it, so I can't really say too much about it, but I have an Infusionsoft and yeah. yeah. Well, it's just so robust. Yeah. Um, Which is great. Yeah. For sure. But it's just so, ro- it's just not like a MailChimp, which is done. Right. It's like yeah. you can build such integrated things. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, I have one more question before we okay. jump into the last couple that I have for you. Sure. Um, what does your sales process look like? And how do those conversations start? So like, I guess an example would be like, well, we pretty much generate leads. We get it in and then we schedule an appointment. And usually that appointment looks like that. We Did you use Zoom or how do you conduct that? Yeah, it's mostly a phone call, right? So this is really our flow. So the lead will come in, they'll fill out the form on our website, right? And if they don't schedule the call, so like after they fill out the form, they get redirected to a page like, hey, let's schedule, get on my calendar, you know, schedule a call, Calendly. Um, and then if they don't, then they get like a follow-up email sequence to like do that. And a good amount actually from that follow-up email sequence, then do schedule which they could have just scheduled right from the beginning. But usually after they fill out the form and then get a follow-up email to schedule, then they're like, okay, yeah, I'm committed now. I filled out the form. I might as well schedule a time. And then what I find with people that schedule are way more likely to show up. And then what happens in that, that schedule isn't a Zoom typically, it's just a phone call. Just a 15, 30 minute phone call where we're just going to talk about what you have going on. And 99% of the time, it turns into a bit of a sales like, okay, well, here's how we can help you. And here's our budget. Here's our time frame. If we send over a proposal with all of that in there, does it make sense for us to move forward? And if they say yes, and we're putting a proposal together and they have it, you know, within that day or the next day. And then we do all of our proposals. I basically built out a proposal like website where it like I put in all their information and it creates a, a proposal on a web page so it has like all this different stuff on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like interactive. Yeah, yep, it's a web page. So they go to it and they can see like, you know, a little bit about the team. They can see like video testimonials. They can see like, oh hey, you know, we do hosting. So here's a little glimpse into that and what it looks like. Yeah. Here's our process and you know, here's the actual contract. And here's the button to like fill out and you agree to the contract terms by, you know, filling out this form, then it redirects to a payment page where they can actually pay or select to pay by check. Yeah, that is so cool. It's pretty slick. Yeah, it's pretty slick. And then they fill that out. It's like you made your own. Yeah. I did it in WordPress with Elementor. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And it was super simple. I mean, really like and, and then advanced custom fields. Oh, sure. Plug yeah. in, you know, so I'm just like okay. put in their information and it takes me like five, 10 minutes. And then, yeah. Hey, SaaS, SaaS solution available. <laughs> right. <laughs> or pre-order. All right. This is going to be a little fun. And this is the last sequence of questions about. Okay. Maybe three yeah. or four of them. Okay. Sure. Think about the revenue that you've generated in the past 12 mm. months. Okay. Okay. Um, What's a realistic goal you see yourself hitting as operating now in the next 12 months like do you suspect that whatever we're doing now we could get a third higher half yeah 
Uh, we're looking to double. Actually, our plan is to double by the end of the year. Yes. Double by the end of the year. The end of the year. Yeah. Our plan is to double by the end of the year. Our oh. our monthly recurring revenue. And right? So, so, is that aggressive? That might be aggressive, but that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's honestly what it is. <laughs> I mean, be, best of luck, man. But that's that's exciting, yeah, actually. right. So like, what, so I figure, okay, let's say we don't hit it. Let's say we yeah. get like a quarter of the way there. Then pff, that's even crazy. So amazing, too. yeah, yeah. So, but in order to get to that point. What yeah. do you think the number one thing is that you have to change? Mm. Um, focusing on leads and sales. That's it. Like you mean, just so, like getting more leads and then um, yeah, close. Yep, yep. Focusing on and just doing different stuff to get more leads and you know being more proactive in the leads and sales. Like we don't have a sales department. I am the sales department. Um, yeah. You know we're small right so here's the problem with being small and i think a problem with entrepreneurs or agency owners a lot of times at least one of my biggest problems was being in the weeds right so sometimes i wish i would have started an agency where i didn't know how to do the thing we did because like i'm great at developing websites and i'm great at marketing but that means i'm always doing it and i'm always kind of in the weeds doing it like if i didn't know how to do it i'd be forced to find (laughs) and delegate decentralized yeah and now i have this expectation of what i would do and how i would do it oh yeah i would be yeah. so much better if i just didn't even know i don't even want to know how to do it like and then i would just yeah no, that's great because you did it and i didn't so delegation and getting that that work off my plate which i've gotten so much better at in the last handful of years so Oh, and that used to be our biggest crutch. Like we couldn't grow because we would grow and I would get bogged down in work. Leads and sales would stop. It was the roller coaster, you know, and that's, I think, what a lot of agencies would face when they first start out. That is very prevalent. It is. And it's also, it's like, I I can understand though, because it is difficult. Oh yeah. Get out of the site. Cause you can't pause the business and reevaluate. Right. So it's difficult to get out of that. Yeah. And then trust someone to do it, knowing that you have to still train them to do however you're doing it. The best. Yeah. It is yeah. sort of like peeling a bandaid off. You're like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And that, that's the hard part, right? Is this, and that's the other part about niching down too, is when you're doing one thing repeatedly, versus a bunch of different things, then how do you train all of these different people to do all these different things or one person to do all of these different things? And are they even capable of doing that? So like scaling down really does help with that because you're doing the same thing over and over. So you have this person that does this and this person that does this. So that's one, I think, benefit, but yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have one (laughs) last question for you. Okay. Yeah. And this might be a tough one. All right, bring it on. No expectations. <laughs> so the people that listen to this podcast are typically, I say the same thing on every podcast. I ask everyone the same question. Is this, um, everyone who listens to this podcast is basically a lot of newer age entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. So they have already, they maybe they're thinking about, maybe they're working at healthcare. They're thinking about starting a business. Maybe yeah. they're taking a leap and they have. It's a side hustle. They have a few clients. Right. It's a lot of that. Yeah. So what's your number one advice that you could give 
in order to save them years of wasted time. Now, when I say wasted time, it's not really wasted time, but like, yeah. you know, what's something you could give as advice that could help them kind of get some clarity or focus into, you know, not just dabbing their toes in a bunch of different things. And yeah. Make the most uh, progress. Right. You know, so I really think you have to be clear on what it is you're going to provide. I'm probably not going to be have one thing if I have like a handful of things. So um, I think one thing is like just being very clear on what it is you're going to do and provide and make sure that you are competent or you have someone that's competent to, to really achieve results. Right. I think the other thing is you're really going to have to commit you're going to have to say if you're if you're doing it on the side like at some point you're going to say am am i going to take this risk you're going to have to do it and it's not going to be easy and it's and you're going to you're going to doubt yourself you're going to do it and you're going to maybe regret it at some point and you're going to have some problems it's going to happen <laughs> right like it's going to be a roller coaster it's not going to yes. be all like what that people want sure. you to think right like it's it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly and it's gonna get a roller coaster and you're gonna learn a lot about yourself so there's a, a few things that i would recommend one is you have to be patient i think with today's world everything is so fast like you're so close you could be so close from like your business taking off that like you'd be maybe a week away a month away a day away but if you stop today you'll never know and I think a lot of times people look at other agencies, they look at social media platforms or other people's numbers and they think and have this expectation and that kills them, right? Like you're yeah. looking at, and it happens all. I do it. I find myself, even yesterday, I was doing the same thing and I was like, ah, I got to stop looking at others and ex having this expectation and just be patient and know where I want to go. But also most of the time, it's not true. Right, right. Almost always, don't, it's not you true. You don't know. You really don't know what right. you're looking at. Right. You and if it is true, true, you don't know how they got there. You don't know the road that got them there. Like they have gone through the trenches. They've put years in. Like I, like our podcast. You know, it's young. It's new. If I looked at a podcast that had two hundred plus episodes, like how can I compare to that? Like I'm sixty. I think we're coming up on seventy. You know, like that's a huge difference, right? Yeah. So it's almost like it's almost like if you stop and three years go by, that's right. three years of progress yeah. that right. you don't have. <laughs> exactly. Or if you're starting a YouTube channel, I mean, you're going to, it's going to take a while and it's going to take a while. And then all of a sudden that video, that one video is going to change and it's going to take off and then it's going to explode and whatever, right? Like you just never know. You have to be patient. I think the other big piece of advice is, um, and one thing that I had to learn and it's actually kind of rolls into two is like one, getting a business coach getting a coach and I recommend starting with a mindset coach because usually what's going to hold you back in your company is you and because you are in your own way. So, so you are the problem almost always. So it's either a relationship with money or it's the inability to delegate and let things go or the fear of growth or the fear of like being an imposter or whatever it is. It's all of these things that are going to hold you back. That's going to hold the company back and it's going to limit your growth or it's going to be something. So getting out of your own way, but hiring a coach to do that, I think is, is really the key. That is some good advice. Be patient because nothing nothing worth the reward is quick. 
No. Usually. Right? And if it was, like, then then what? Like, you're... So let's say you did get it quickly, and then what's going to happen next? What you're going to do is you're going to look at that next... The next hurdle. You're going to look at the next thing. You're like, oh, no, now we need to get to this place. And then, and then you're yeah, going to get yeah. there. And then... And then you, it's never going to end. It'll never end. So, which actually is like, you got to really, you got to chase the process and not the goal. Look back and really appreciate the strides that you've made because really it doesn't, what everybody else is doing doesn't matter. It's all about what you're doing. And yeah. Well, yeah. if you are willing to spend $50,000 a semester at certain Southern yeah. California colleges. Yeah. Then- right. Why not spend a couple grand to get yeah. a yeah. coach that has done this before that can just exactly help you get past the weeds? Mm-hmm. That's yes. some good advice. Well, listen, wrong person, Brad Ball, Liquid <laughs> Digital. I almost said someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Ball, Liquid Digital, dude. Brad, thank you, thank you so yeah. much. That was amazing advice. Awesome. Like everyone who's going to listen to this is going to find great value. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, well, if you go to liquidsdigital.com, you can find all of our stuff there. We're on TikTok, or I should say I'm on TikTok. Uh, we have a podcast, a Liquids Digital Marketing Podcast, where we talk about, it's geared toward small businesses, but we talk about you know SEO, we talk about marketing tactics, we talk about website tactics. We do talk about business growth and business development. And we do talk about some of this like being patient and all of these kind of other little things. and. Love it. Yeah. So it's all around for business and business owners and entrepreneurs. Cool. I'll put all that in the description. Yeah. So awesome. you just click on it and go to his podcast and check it out and go to his website, um, liquidsdigital.com. Yes. Cool. Brad, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. Want more of Marketer's Mindset? Join our private Facebook group where agencies from all over the world share strategies, network, and scale their business together. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash marketers mindset to get instant access. Also, if this podcast impacted you in any way, please share it with friends and leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps build our community.